Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Parasite Steve. I'm gonna knock his block off! Oh, why would you do that? What did he do to you? He needs that block. He deserves it. No, oh, he okay. deserves it to be knocked off. Well, is, he is deserves it, it for is committing it, is murder. It, is it uh, a question mark block? So you're just seeing if you get like coins or a big giant mushroom or um, a fire flower? Or... I'm not saying that it isn't any of those things. You know what, Joe? <laughs> Always wonder. Always be wondering. Hmm. And forever losing sleep over it. Hmm. Okay, uh, and also, Ape-It Alchemy. More fun than a pillow fight! Oh, nothing's more fun than a pillow fight. Except, Except Ape- for me! Alchemy. So, so, so basically, if I named my pillow Ape-It Alchemy and I start hitting uh-huh. you with it, does that mean... Yes. That's like pillow-ception. Yes. Yep. That's, that, yes. that's fun-ception. That's fun too stuff. much fun. If I'm more fun than a pillow fight, but I am the pillow fight, Did you then just say, you break wait, reality. Is it morphin than a pillow fight? Like it's Trufin like, Nubin saying, is it, is, it, is it mighty morphin than a pillow fight? Yes. Hey, that's from the nineties. So anyway, anyway, the nineties rules. The nineties. The nineties. At me, at me, bro. At me, bro. The nineties. When did that stop being a thing? People say at me, at me, bro. I feel like I I picked up on that and probably no nobody says that anymore well it's because it's a twitter thing twitter's just uh it's just waned in its popularity over I the years i just don't know how to twitter i just don't get it i don't get it either you have oh, to I at you, ha- you have to at people 
I do. I do. I do add them. So, Nintendo, what the hell are we here to talk about? What the fuck is this show? You know, well, this show is Retro Octopus. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. And, and, That's yeah, right. You're to- totally in the wrong place. Totally true. Um, and what we got for this episode mm-hmm. is bated breath. This? Uh, bated breath for this. Are yes. Deep breath. Oh my god! Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Here we go. And see. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Oh my god, what's happening? All right, and scene. Okay, and scene. So, this show is not about uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, it's about 90s toys that's not really from the 90s. Oh, Man. shit. Yes. So Imposters. Funny so, funny story about this episode. <laughs> yes. That's Gaffaw. What, yes. Yes, that that's what my ass did. It, it went ha ha. <laughs> yes, yes. That's got to be um, awkward so, in the bathroom. So, Steve, Paris yes. Steve asked me uh, if I, if I had picked my Joe. My you got to tell the next sto- episode. No, you got to tell the tell the story. No, I'm telling the story. No, tell the story my but, way. No, but you got to do your totally sick impression of me, like you did in the last episode. It's so accurate. It's so spot <laughs> okay. On. Okay. Well. Right. Well. Let me. Let me get to that point. Okay. Okay. I'm not there yet. I'm not okay. there yet. Okay. So, Setting this. So, Parasite You're... Steve asked me via mm-hmm. text. So this this wasn't a phone call like last oh, all right. week. So. So he goes. So Joe, do you have like an episode like figured out or something? And I'm all like, guy, how about like '90s toys or something? And he's all like. Like, what do you mean, like, 90s toys? <laughs> like, I don't understand what even what is that? Yet. I don't understand. And then I'm, I'm all, like, all up in his face and shit with my phone. I'm, like, all up to the all, text. All up in I'm, my I'm digital all, like, grill. I'm all, like, I'm all, like <laughs> bam, send you this link, mother flower. The fuck? And then he's all, like, and he's all, like, dude, that is, like, a lot of these toys are, like, not even from the 90s. Some of them are, like, from, like, the fucking 30s or something and, and, and i'm all like oh excuse me motherfucker this is just how we talk Jeez. this is just how we talk this is how we talk yeah it's yeah, how you it, talk when, in, you, when you've text. been friends for, for too see, long see, right right and that's when i read his text that's the voice i hear in my head you're like what what you do you want to do that but but the the link that you shared was like it's not like you shared the wrong link the link itself the link itself all these toys that were from the 90s from the 90s classic 90s toys and it was just like wait a minute these are not all actually from the 90s they did come out they were released in the 90s but they were originally released many times before in some cases and what we learned is there's like a ton of toys that like if they're successful enough, they will be re-released for like every generation, essentially. Like every 10 years, you're going to see it come out as if it's for the first time. And the kids are not going to ever know that, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be like if like kids today, like if a five year old kid was like, oh, yeah, Legos came out now for me. Like Legos are a now toy. Right. That's 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 when right. I yeah. was a kid. 
Oh it's yeah, like, they're they're from twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. That's when Legos came out. It's like, it, well, that's just when you first experienced it, but it doesn't mean that necessarily that's when it first came out. So came out, right. what it means in, is you're wrong. Interesting. So basically, yeah. we just got the nineties version of what originally of, came out like right of, years ago, of hundred yep. years ago. Yeah, right. like right. like the wheel, like that's older also than... not a 90s toy isn't that weird i know i, th- I would I have know, thought it's crazy like you isn't roll that wheeled it's it's really weird it's um, weird but uh <laughs> we, we, we. But yeah so like i don't know whatever it's kind of interesting we we started yeah, it's to, really like, interesting get and into like, it. yeah i mean it's also kind of crazy like how far back these toys actually go some of them yeah some of them yeah crazy stuff so crazy so what do we got today? We so we so got today, some stuff. We got some stuff. So oh. we're we're each gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna say our first picks. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about it, and then you know converse, and then blah, we'll blah, go blah. to to our commercials, then Octoponder, and uh, then we'll go back to the meat and potatoes of the episode, and we'll pick. We'll say our second picks, and mm-hmm. then do B segment, and then you know the same old, same old. Yeah, right. So we, each, we each got two '90s toys that aren't actually from the '90s. '90s, yes, yes, dope. Yes. Hopefully, uh, you guys will be surprised that these didn't actually come out when you thought they did, because they're they're not they're kind of '90s as hell. You yeah, some of these are. Some of these are super '90s. And, yeah. uh, and, another, and another fun thing I want to add: mm-hmm. one more. We thing. Also, we also have commercials we're gonna play for you guys. See, because... I for, sometimes I forget how cool we are. That's why. Oh yeah, but but you well, know, it's we hard to always weren't... remember. Oh. So, let's get this train out of the station. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I will. I will start off. I'll start off. <clears throat> okay. So my first pick is Crossfire. So before we talk about that, let's play the commercial for this toy. Okay. It's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire, crossfire, you'll get caught up in the crossfire. Crossfire, you'll get caught up in the crossfire. Crossfire, 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 crossfire. You'll get caught up in it. All right, that was the crossfire Epic. commercial. Epic. Epic, epic. So it's so 80s. I mean, just pure adrenaline. It it feels 80s still. So so when did this toy come out? Well, this toy originally came out in 1971. Wow. Originally. What the hell? And yeah. And this version, that that version only Mm -hmm. had a flat board, as where the one that we got in the 90s, uh, it was more like like a dome shaped. Like a slight dome to it. Yep, yeah, like, like yeah. thunder. So, all right. So, yeah. so let's describe the game for those who don't know, who might not remember. I, I remember this game. I didn't have it, but I, I, I wanted to have it. it. Yeah, I don't remember if I had it or not. For like one of my cousins had it, uh, but I thought it was a lot of fun because you know, it had a lot of balls in it. So that's that's my thing. That is your thing. That it's is your thing. It's my thing. And the best part is. You know, you get like a whole bunch of balls in this little little pocket area that the balls uh-huh. go in, and, and you're supposed to like scoop them all up, and then you get to like 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 mess around with your hand, and then and then you kind of like blow on it for good luck, and then you, and then you put it 
like inside the gun. And so then you can start like you can play start, like, like, with your balls, you or you can balls. shoot them in your pocket. But yes. you can't play with your no, friend's no, no, pocket. No, no, no. You gotta shoot them into your friend's pocket. Oh, oh, wait. Ooh. So okay, so you can play with your balls That's and you can scandalous. shoot them into your friend's yes. pocket. Yeah, but so you can't basically, basically pocket your friend's shooting, balls. You're shooting blanks into your friend's pocket. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like you're you're so the board is like this rectangle, and on either side there's like a little gun, and you load them up with like BBs basically, and you just just fire them crazy. Just go nuts. Yes. yes. And there like were like that. targets in so, the middle of the game that you yeah. were trying to hit. Now, I, I, I don't remember like was the was the way to win to like sink the targets on your your opponent's side, or was it just like you had to get all your balls over there? Like I, I couldn't I can't remember exactly what the rules were, but I remember I like you recall. could shoot the targets and they would because the targets were like yeah, they're, they're ball they're ball bearings. Yeah, the so little like, yeah, yeah. The, the balls had some shoot, bearing. Yeah. yeah, the little so ones the, you shoot the, were teeny. Yeah, so the the one from the seventies, I think it was just um like a it was like a square like around the 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 ball they mm-hmm. they hit, and then the the nineties one looked more like a like a sun or something. It had like more edges to yeah. it. Yeah, right. It was I like a marble looking thing with yeah, like a plastic yeah, yeah. sun yeah. shape around and it, I, and, and, and the whole spin. point. Yeah, and the whole point is to get both of those into your opponent's. Okay, so that is the point. Okay. Okay. I I wasn't positive, but I thought that made sense. Yeah, this was a game that I never had, like I said, but anytime that I went over a friend's house and they had it, I always wanted to play it. I think it was kind of like a game that parents didn't like because it made such a mess because the BBs (laughs) would just go everywhere. Balls everywhere. Balls everywhere. But I mean, it really was like a fast, very unique experience it was just fun you're yes. just constantly yeah. shooting it was yep. totally different yeah, yeah the, and the, the guns were actually, the guns were the attached guns are cool yeah, yeah so attached, you can like but you, can, you can move it you can move it from uh left to right kind of like, well, more like swivel you can they like swivel. swivel they swivel, swivel. yeah, yeah kind, of like, kind of like you know no shaking it off after you use the bathroom yes it's like so, that so, so you do, it's just like that and um yep <laughs> Yeah, just like that. And the 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 best part is, you know, you you gotta you gotta drain yourself, mm-hmm. and you gotta load up your your opponent with all your balls. Mm-hmm. That that is that has. Oh gotta, yeah, no, I remember that being in the yes. commercial. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So yeah, lots of balls, yeah, which is which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting commercial. It very made it look very. like it was gonna be like an action movie. Yeah, or I mean, these kids fucking flew in on these giant, you know, spinning. Uh, targets or whatever like fucking static shock or something and there's just a lightning storm and fire and just every and, fucking and element chrome and me. guns and, and bullets. guns yeah. yeah there's there's like very Grits. very intense like you know eye eyebrows you know being thrown back and forth and then there's this kid with these leather gloves that's fist uh, pumping it's like it's fucking intense it's i mean really i wanted intense. i wanted to play that yeah. game more than i wanted to not play that game if you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh, i yes. mean i think i know what you're saying but i think you're just being okay. literal yeah no i am i'm being okay. literal so okay. if you know what i'm oh, saying yeah, no, it's just because you li- you're listening yes yeah, so no, I, I know what you're saying yes oh I, nice I, okay i hear the yeah. words right, yeah. yeah rad the rapid fire right on the good thing is the good thing is it doesn't take very long to set up according to what i'm looking at my information this is up to two minutes to set up which is you know accurate and you know the playing time is like five minutes 
Mm-hmm. So that's like that's a quickie right there. Yeah, it was a it was a quick game yeah. and it's, it's a quickie game. Yeah, yeah. quickie. And I, um... I I feel like you just play until your friends want to leave. I mean, I don't even. I think eventually that your your, your, your friend, friend just gets to a point where they're yeah, like, I'm kind of done. Your friends get when your friends get to a point where they can't walk anymore, then you know you won. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh that's from Mattel, right? Um. Uh. The original is from uh, Milton Bradley. Oh, oh okay. um, Milton. Milton Bradley. My <laughs> mother, father, Milton. Uh, Love it. Um, okay, so actually it came out, uh, it looks like 70, uh, 71 and then 87. So okay, it's older than huh? it seemed by far. I mm-hmm, certainly yes. did not know it was from the 70s. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Cross, crossfire. 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 More fun than a pillow. Fire. No, that's not the slogan. <laughs> not it. everything. It's what? It's not the slogan for everything. Oh. Not everything's more fun than a pillow. Some things are less fun than a pillow fight. Oh, I should have read Case in point, Operation, which I did not pick. Operation, Operation, Operation. more fun than a pillow fight. It just kind of works. It's less fun than a pillow fight. I think Operation is also less fun than uh, jamming like nails into your eyes, though. I've so. never tried that, but I feel like you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. I, I yes. feel like you're onto something. Yeah. All, All right. right. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Yes. <clears throat> I see what you got, guy. Okay. Uh, I have um, a little toy that I experienced for the first time, even though it seems ridiculous to me that I didn't know about the original now, because now I understand like what a classic the original is. So this one will not be surprising at all, I think. But the original version that I experienced was from 1991, put out by Remco Toys. And it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, totally awesome dueling dudes. And this was uh, basically a Michelangelo and a Shredder that were very much styled after the original Wave One figures. Uh, so sh- basically, Shredder looks like an uh, like a shriveled old woman, basically, kind of mm. like <laughs> mm. he's he's not wearing metal <laughs> of any kind. It's just all like no, just... he's like a zombie old lady. I don't know, all kind of hunched over. But um, anyway, so it's the two of them and they are just uh, able to punch each other. You know, you, you, you're you on one side of the board, your friend's on the other, each controls one robot and you just uh, have a, a like two little punch triggers and one controls each arm and they just punch and that's it. And you're trying to knock the other guy's head just right and then it will stick if you do it just right it sticks up and it makes a sound that goes like kind of like it's kind of like a skeletor <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. doomberry pie anyway um so so anyway this is uh clearly as everybody knows i'm sure a riff on the classic game rock'em sock'em robots Robots. At the time, I did not know that, but I will tell you that after the turtle version, uh, which I did not have, but I remember uh, like I gave it as a present to my younger cousin one year for his birthday. Um, 
this this sort of like opened the floodgates and a ton of other imitators started putting out rock'em sock'em robot clones and the crazy thing is that they're from all different companies it's just so weird every other toy that we researched it seems like yeah sometimes the company will get bought or uh get absorbed or or something or the property will get sold but it's like it's like eras like oh well Milton Bradley made Crossfire up to a point, and then it was always made by mm-hmm. this other company. But in this particular case, I don't know what it is about Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Maybe they just didn't have like a, a copyright on the technology itself. Like they didn't have a patent on the actual technology or something that allowed people to do this. But literally tons of other companies, which I will mention, um, came out with these with their own version. So the 90s for me were like, rock'em sock'em robot filled and then right. later i learned oh no this goes way back so again totally awesome dueling dudes came out in 91 the original rock'em sock'em robots was by the marks toy company and that came out in 1964 and according to text on the box uh <laughs> it's supposed to be a uh, outer space sort of sci-fi sort of a storyline they were trying to come up with the two robots are identical but one is blue and one is red uh supposedly according to the box the red boxer is the <laughs> the rollicking red rocker from saltaris <laughs> 2 who oh, comes oh in, sammy hagar comes in oh no he's not the red rocker it is oh yeah it is the red rocker oh my god yeah. it's sammy hagar it must be sammy hagar oh roth or something i don't know what it is uh, he weighs in at 375 pounds. And the blue Jesus. opponent, the beautiful blue bomber. Oh, see? So it's Sammy Hagar versus Mega Man. Wow. Mega Man. <laughs> right. The classic age-old, you know, rivalry. So the beautiful blue bomber, pride of Umgluck, weighs in at 382 <laughs> pounds. Umgluck. Umgluck. <laughs> Umgluck. That um, rolls right um, off the tongue. Um, and um, into um, the trash. Umgluck. Um, Umgluck. Um, um, uh, so... Pretty, pretty much the same exact experience, no matter what version you are playing of this toy. But the classic is purchasable now. Like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, vintage toys you can get now that have been, you know, kind of re-put out the way they were originally made. And a lot of the box art's kind of like vintage as well. It's just, this is just one of those because it just is like a classic. But um, so the original Rock'em Sock'em Robots were unchanged from 64 to 77 it was the same exact product exact same product no changes until 1977 hmm what sci-fi thing came out in 1977 gee oh crow um no no, that was not 1977 um stairmaster (laughs) (laughs) so because of the success of Star Wars, I mean, the success of what? Star Wars literally just changed the landscape of the entire world. That so many things started to scramble and be like, oh, we have to capitalize on this and put out something that's like Star Wars. So in the case of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, it really wasn't that far-fetched, right? They're already like droids, essentially. So what they did was they, um, they didn't have a license, but they put out a, the, the first ever version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots and they did change the name and it was called Clash of the Cosmic Robots. The mm. exact same game, um, but the characters 
were completely different. They had, for the first time, they didn't look the same. They had unique, completely unique sculpted heads. They were totally different from each other. Um, the bodies were the same. One was actually gray or supposed to be silver, I guess, but it's gray. And one's orange. Kind of weird, right? Because it goes yeah. from like red and blue to silver and orange. To less like, primary colors. Okay. And, um, and they also came with uh, decal stickers that you could put all over the robots. The original did not have that. But um, that's, that's really it. It was the same exact game. It was just called Clash of the Cosmic Robots. So fast forward in time, over the years, tons of people, as I said, put out their own versions. Um, in 1985, there was a Transformers version that was called Transformers Battling Robots. And the two characters were, as you would expect, Optimus Prime and Megatron. Mm. And that was put out by, of course, Hasbro. So, okay, so we, we went from Marks to Hasbro. Mm -hmm. Then in... Um, Oh, wait, did I? No, Remco is the... Oh, that's right. Remco is Ninja Turtles. So Mark's Hasbro. Remco is Ninja Turtles. That was 91. In 92, another seminal sci-fi movie came out. Or maybe it was 91. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, the final battle to be determined in plastic rock'em sock'em robot form. The final battle. Terminator 2, obviously, you're, you're Arnold and the T-1000. And this was put out just like Ninja Turtles by Remco. That was 92. Then there was, in 93, there was a Street Fighter II version that was electronic. And for the first time, it came with a uh, sound chip, basically. So there was all these, um, you know, I don't know. So as you punched, it would just play through a various sound effects per character, I guess, like from the game. So the characters were Guile and Ryu. And that was put out by Tiger Electronics, if I didn't already say that in 93. Tiger. Tiger. It, it wasn't it wasn't Sagat. Sagat. Um, and also in way fast forward a bit more. In 2002, there was a Masters of the Universe Rock'em Sock'em is what it was called. And this was the uh, the He-Man show that was on at that time. It was pretty popular. It was on for a while. Um, just, just the early 2000s He-Man show, basically. And it was He-Man and Skeletor. And this was by Mattel. So you're talking about one toy that was put out by originally Marks, Hasbro, Remco, Tiger Electronics, and Mattel. At least. There might be versions that of has changed a lot of hands. Isn't that weird? Mm. There must be something about the technology. It, it must be an unpatented technology or something because we could patent it. That I mean, literally shit. just doesn't happen. You'd never see that. You don't see right. like a million versions of hungry, hungry hippos or whatever. You could, you could just make them alligators or dragons or whatever the hell you want. Like feisty, but, feisty felines, whatever. Make them all Mr. Creosote. Do that. Yeah, make them all Mr. Creosote. Instead of the little marbles, they're all wafer thin mints. And eventually <laughs> you just explode. But they don't do that. I don't know why. Well, I know why, because it would be they get you know why. That's why. You, you but in this why. case, for some reason it's done. So anyway, that's uh that's my little thing. Rock'em sock'em robots, but totally awesome dueling dudes was the first time nice. I saw these guys. Nice. Now before wow. we go, now before we go to Tim's, mm -hmm. we should play your commercial. Oh, that's right. I did. I did forget about that. Yes. I totally forgot. Oh, sorry. But I, re I remembered for you. Uh, thank you. Okay. So let's, let's play that totally awesome commercial. Let's hear let's it. Let's do it. 
The Shredder comes out with a furious attack. Michelangelo fires back with a left and a right, and you're in control. Now he's really kicking through shell. Oh, what a shot! Dudes, a game of skill and action. Part of the team turbo collection. Nice. 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 Awesome. It totally, it's totally awesome. I mean, it totally is. Awesome. It's, it's cowabunga. Is what it is. Really, it's pretty. Mm. It's pretty tubular. It's pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah, like radical, man. Like yeah. what? Pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Ape it, Alchemy. Um. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, how hi. are you? Hi. Uh, I'm okay. So uh this this toy that I want to talk about is uh I guess we'll say tangentially related uh to the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Robots. Uh so this toy exists in my brain for all of eternity because <clears throat> It's more fun than a pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is the one that's more fun than a pillow this fight. This is gotcha. the one that officially, officially was sold as more fun than a, quote, pillow fight. It was in the commercial. It was in the commercial. Which we can prove. We can prove. And in fact, I'd like to prove uh, by submitting my first piece of evidence to the stand. I don't think that's where evidence goes, but anyway, here's the commercial. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. You can sock all day and bop all night. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. Bop your friends and it's all right. Blow them up, put your hand inside. Get ready to have the time of your life. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. Sock em once and bop them twice. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. More fun than a pillow fight. Sock em buffers. More fun than a wow. pool fight. That I mean that was a commercial. That sure was. I'm excited. That was it. I mean, that I wanna it. I wanna beat the hell out of both of you right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> big old inflatable fucking wampums just bopping everybody in the face. Hell yeah. Bring that <laughs> shit to work. Me with a good time. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like strong bad trying to type an email, you know. Oh. Try put those fucking things on and then try to, you know, write a short story. Good hope luck. It, hope it is from a female. Oh, I got the email. Hope it is from a free man. So, uh, yeah, Sock and Boppers are a children's toy that was popularized. Noticed, noticed my choice of verbiage? Popularized in the late 1990s by Big Time Toys. Uh, they were first made and sold by Scent Sable Products Incorporated in the 1970s oh. Oh. Uh, as a toy called Soccer Boppers, S O C K E R, no Sock M. Soccer. So, I like a suck him. I like a suck him. I like it just doing the suck him. I like so, a suck him better than the suck air. <laughs> suck air. Soccer boppers, uh, which actually in the 70s saw the toy reach top 10 best selling status for kids' toys. Ah, freaking uh, 70s it, are so violent. Yeah, fucking hell. They love beating on each other. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're firing. That, that sounds like a good time right there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no wink, more, wink. say no more. Uh, so that is uh, 1970s big time seller. Did really great, right? Nobody remembers that. Nope. Uh, the toy was just a pair of inflatable quote boppers or boxing <laughs> glove type toys that you could wear on your hands and bop your friends. <laughs> Uh, the toy had a very memorable jingle, which you got to hear, uh, which stuck with me. Yes. Decades, as I mentioned, more fun than a pillow fight. That fucking 
commercial would <laughs> never stop. It, it would never, it would never yeah. stop. Uh, it was always on, always fucking on, always in my brain. Still have it. Thank you, brain, for filing some piece of you know brain fold away for that fucking song forever. Um, uh, Sock and Boppers had a few spinoffs, including the uh, uh, I mean, me and Parasite's personal favorite, Sock and Bopper Sword and Shield, that which is, just had like you that's know, it. that's the one. It had the best fucking uh, you know just intensity to it. And then there's another spinoff that I can't actually find any documentation of anywhere. No, well, I so I found like it was referenced, but there's not a single picture. There's not a single commercial I can find. There's like no actual evidence of it existing, but they say it did. It was called the Sockham Screamers, uh, (laughs) which is a little bit yikers. And I feel like uh, they must have made sound when you hit. I think your friends made the sound. Well, that was what they did for Jen. (laughs) These caused real damage. They had nails sticking out the front. Yes. And Ah! when you you bopped people, they would they would scream. They had no choice because you were you were puncturing their esophagus. Sock them screamers, sock them screamers. Go call the ambulance. Like that's I think that's what I would have imagined it to be. Someone you're Uh, not gonna have no Fran. You're not gonna have no Fran. It's a double negative. (laughs) So you will acquire friendship. Uh, So the sword and shield were obviously you know like medieval knightly balloon sword and shields. Nothing, uh, nothing mysterious there. So knightly. Yeah, so knightly. Uh, the, the, they look fucking ridiculous. The sh- I didn't remember them being so like uniquely weird, but they're very weird looking. Uh, and then the Sockham Screamers, like I said, no clue what exactly those looked like. Uh, but yeah, so here's a little bit of the lineage. Um, so in 2002, uh, you know, after their revival, obviously in the 90s, Mattel, Mattel Electronics sued Big Time Toys for a million bucks for trademark infringement over the use of the name Sockem Boppers, claiming that the name was infringing on their toy Rock'em Sockem Robots. Apparently, the use of the phrase Sockem was no bueno. So uh, Big Time Toys said, fine, whatever. We'll just go back to the other name that Sense Sable used in the 1970s and change it back to Soccer Boppers, which is just a way worse name. It sounds like it's related to the sport. Uh, Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. 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 I mean, with that accent, they would be football. (laughs) Football. Football. Also. Get this shit. According to an issue of Nintendo Power, Mm -hmm. Nintendo considered purchasing the toy line of Sockham Boppers in order to print their various Nintendo characters on the toys, but eventually dropped the idea due to a high asking price. But prototypes were made. Uh, Pretty crazy. Really? I I can't imagine uh, if Nintendo had actually bought those. That would kind of be unprecedented. Feel like they've never done that before uh the toy also underwent a pretty significant resurgence in the mid to late 2000s uh and i think they returned to store shelves with new advertising and such uh specifically in the uk uh in the like 2011 12 range um which is pretty wacky uh but yeah it honestly was 
really surprising to me that these were not from the 90s. They are such an iconic 90s toy. Uh, and to be frank, uh, not not Ape Alchemy for just a minute, uh, the only way that I was able to find anything about the 70s soccer boppers was I actually went, I was on uh, eBay and I saw a bunch of different auctions for old packaging old ads like old pamphlets and stuff um so i'll i'll share some of those on the facebook page so you guys can check those out um there's there's one that says soccer bopper is now number two and reaching for number fun no one is gonna keep (laughs) us down it took several manufacturers to keep soccer boppers out of the number one spot this spring while they sold their products all over the country we sold ours in only 48 markets and still came out number two. But we won't stop there. Just wait until you see our great fall soccer bopper promotion. Call your local jobber or scent sable sales rep today for full details about how you can readily stock. Oh, wait, <laughs> how you can really sock it to them with soccer boppers. Since Evil Products Incorporated, 305 Eric Drive, Palestine, 6006-3127315-6846. Yeah, so that was like an boppers. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna turn around and bop you. Actually, that's exactly what we're gonna do. Actually, we just did. Uh yeah. And so um the original colors also were there was an orange or a red and a green variant. And then also in the 70s, they sold an orange and a red. Uh, but by the time they came out in the 90s, they were doing red and blue, red and blue, keeping mm-hmm. it real. Yeah, uh, like none of the kids. I remember red and blue is, is definitely what we had. Uh, also, all the kids on the ads have turtlenecks. Um, <laughs> no, uh, reason. Uh, no reason. I don't know why. It's not necessarily a game you play in the cold. Uh, you don't have to wear a turtleneck. Uh, yeah, so. So pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Very surprised to learn that it was from the 70s. And the company Scent Sable, honestly, I could not find out much about them. I think that might, maybe was their claim to fame. Uh, but yeah, toy from the 90s, <clears throat> not from the 90s. Nice. WTF. Nice. But, good um, one. Thanks, guys. Nice. Good one. I, this, one so, this one did really surprise me. Me too. Mm. I didn't really was I mean it's so the, the ad campaign is so goddamn 90s that yeah. really is what that's what cemented it for me so you know that's just marketing doing its thing I guess so were you able right. to find any commercials from when it was first out or or no I I really couldn't find much of anything from its first release to be mm. honest um it really was just like kind of slim slim pickings out there uh, but yeah every all the commercials I could find were from the 90s Hmm. um i mean obviously they advertised the only advertisements were in paper you know paper (laughs) you remember paper i i've written on paper oh oh wow we're we're that old (laughs) we're that old (laughs) we're that old paper nearly killed per yeah okay nice all right Cool beans. Cool guys. That that's wicked cool. Wicked cool. So that's the first right. half. That was the first half. Well, that went by pretty quick. Yeah. Went by pretty quick. I love. So, quick. Uh, yeah, I I I do too. I mean, it depends on the mood. But if you're in a crossfire kind of mood, you're in for <laughs> you're a quick. In a crossfire kind of mood. Yeah. 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 You like some like it quick. Hmm. All right. So that was our first half of the segments.
Wow. And and you know what? What? I think it's about what? that time. We're gonna take a short break. Oh, oh shit. Hmm. But before we go, yeah, I have something for you guys to ponder. Oh, oh. Cool. 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 Okay, you ready? Yep. What was your favorite 90s toy? Oh my god, I have no idea. That actually came out in the 90s. Oh! <laughs> uh, nice. So, little. think about that hot shot. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That strange show. Throwdown Thursday. Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy. Three Guys That Horror. The new and improved Super Retro Throwback reviews the Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the last 20 minutes of the movie. That That's what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck a fucking city. Secret underground hideout. Cinema with Harrison Smith. Dorks the podcast. The Dorkening. Black and White Fright. The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got to touch. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this. All right, we are back. Yeah, so true. Yes. So true, we are back. Hashtag backs. Hashtag back. Backs, yes. So, as I mentioned before the break, what was your favorite 90s toy that actually came out in the 90s? So, we'll go with Parasite Steepers this time. Um... Well, I, I guess I kind of want to say the Super Nintendo, but I don't know. I guess I guess that's like too big of a one. I'll go. Oh I'll go. I, I know. So I'll say I'll say a game that we talked about in a very old episode. It uh, it is definitely very indicative of the '90s for me. It's a, a video board game called Nightmare. Yes, 1991. <laughs> um, also called Atmosphere. Fear spelt F-E-A-R. Atmosphere. Nice. Very metal. Yes. <clears throat> A very yeah totally sounds like a metal band like absolutely but anyway this was a really fun weird experience where you had a board game but you also had a vhs tape that you would play and it was 60 minutes long and you had this guy and he was the gatekeeper and he would uh just kind of you know 
run the game basically like a dungeon master or something but like he would tell you to do certain things at certain times and you know yes it is the exact same tape every time and yet it was really fun to play a ton of times i don't know why it's like even though he is the same everything would go differently so it stayed fresh it stayed fun um so yeah i don't know very 90s for me nightmare uh really fun fun memory um and they just had a like a kickstarter or something for like the re-release of nightmare and um yeah that was successful as hell like they made way more than they were asking um i didn't back it it looked yeah i didn't like because it was like this the original it was all the original footage they didn't update that and the actual physical stuff to me just looked a little on the cheesy side like it didn't look really worthwhile to me and all of those original um like that there's actually four that they made uh only two were released in america but there were four total um each time there was a different host on the tv but um those are all on youtube so unless they took right. them down they might have taken them down they but yeah. i don't i don't know but they were all they're all there you know each one's an hour and um so it's kind of fun to check out. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Nightmare with Nightmare. the gatekeeper. You yes, scum. You maggots. <laughs> so what he has to, he has, he has to say, like, uh, yes, my gatekeeper. Yes, or... yes, my gatekeeper. Yes, my gatekeeper. Mm. Yes, my daddy. I mean, gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 8-Bit Alchemath. Um, I'm gonna go with my my tried and true, my standby, my boys, my Fisher Price Castle. Oh, nice. uh, the Great Adventures Castle from 1994. Ooh, yeah, was nice. Just the quintessential fucking toy for me in the 90s. Like this thing became the centerpiece of so many different like toy series that I had because not everything had like really awesome fortresses and stuff in the nineties, like at least not of the toys that I had, but there were so many different things that had little mini figurines and shit. So whether Mm -hmm. I was playing with Legos or Pokemon figures or the Fisher price night guys, or even fucking battle beasts and stuff from, you know, your collection, Steve, like the great adventures castle was at the fucking core of it all. And, um, and I, I would, integrate it with a few other different fisher price sets there was like the um the robin hood forest like you know you you got like little john and robin hood and all these different like thieve guys and there was a there was a pirate ship too that i would like mix them all you know all those different guys in but man this set with the drawbridge and the cannonball and like there was a secret little um panel that flipped down and there was a like a jail that you could lock guys into man this, this thing kicked ass and uh it, it had so many neat little like stickers on it and stuff that would show like torches and food on the table and whatnot and i i loved the way the night guys looked like some of them had axes some of them had maces some of them had like a ball and chain and uh, there was actually also um, at the top of the castle, there was like a catapult too, in addition to the cannon that you could shoot these like giants, you know, stones out of. Uh, there was also a catapult that you could like pull down and release and just fucking launch, you know, the the boulder, like wherever the hell. Uh, I had so much fun with this damn thing. Uh, I, I feel like Fisher Price 
just they really knocked it out of the park in the 90s i mean i can't say i paid a ton of attention to what they were doing before or after like that me being like around the ages of one to ten but man i loved this castle the great adventures castle so good dude that is so awesome and it it reminded me of an awesome one because i did the same thing around the same time so uh, you know around then i was like you know 10 11 12 so i was still buying like play sets and still actively playing with the the figures that i had and stuff Mm -hmm. And um, there was a big one that I bet Joe will remember I had. Um, I was never a big G.I. Joe fan. I never really liked the show or anything. I didn't give a crap about the figures, but man, did I love the vehicles and the there was this one big base. And I remember they did an ad for it. And I was just like, oh, my God, this looks like the most amazing like base I've ever seen. And I had the Technodrome. I had the Technodrome and I felt like the Technodrome was like fun, like in theory, like it was a neat, it was almost like a fun figure, but as Mm -hmm. a base, it really wasn't that fun to play on Um, the way it opened and stuff. And it's like, eh, I don't know, but there was, there was a GI Joe headquarters that came. That's what it's called. Came out in 1992 and it, it was cool because it folded up and, it was this pretty self-contained thing. So, you know, you could like, I remember I kept it in the bottom of my closet. So it was just there. And then when I wanted to take it out, you know, no problem, take the whole thing out. It's all self-contained. And then it like opens so big and there were so many things that went with it. And it was just my favorite. So the GI Joe headquarters was the thing that I played with every, just everything you just said, all the figures that I had, if I had, battle beasts or x-men or ninja turtle guys or whatever i liked i would use those figures with this base this was a very common one that i played with do you remember that joe yeah the the one i'm talking about Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah, it's just it's it's so fun it really makes just so many memories around this one toy playing with things you weren't you weren't intending to play along with it and that's Mm -hmm. that is totally it that's awesome Mm -hmm. Sweet. Nice. Let's let's nice. uh let's hear from some retroids. Well, Nintendo. Well, what about my pick? Oh my god! I mean, the Nintendo. most important retroid. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, hello, guy. So what Jeez. you got, Nintendo? So actually, I got a couple. I got a couple. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. I know Parasite Steve didn't want to pick this, but I'm going to pick it anyways. Uh, that would be the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That was really huge for me. Um, mm-hmm. I remember playing it at a friend's house who lived uh not too far from me and i knew i had to get it so i actually bought it with my own money as did i so i uh i also bought it with your own money that's true that's true it's true you you (laughs) You tended to do that It's all it's all in your head yes yes um so i did like the most unhealthy thing uh my parents would give me lunch money every day, but I would never eat lunch. I would just save the lunch money. Oh God. I didn't know you did this. Yes, I totally did that. Oh my and, god. Uh, I, I had a, a a a can. I cut a cut a little a little slit just just big enough to fit change in and dollar bills in or whatever. And I hit it and I put a little note on it that says Super Nintendo Fund. <laughs> and I saved up for a long time for that. That's a I was a hungry money. Joe. 
I was a hungry Joe. My God, I, I, really I, I never knew you did this. Yes, and it caused an eating disorder. Really? Yes. To a point where uh, it was so bad that uh, I would miss a lot of school because of it. I, I, because I kept like throwing up stomach acid. Oh my god! I at the time I didn't. You are blowing my mind this. right now, dude. This is know, you're, you're getting heavy as fuck right now. You've never told yeah, me this. So, I never knew yeah. this. Yeah. So, Holy crap! Um, That's insane. Yeah, my, my 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 poor mom. This was this was in the eighth grade. Yeah. When this was happening, and uh, and I hate the eighth grade anyways, but um, yeah, very miserable, which is probably why uh. I stopped eating. Uh, yeah. So um, we got so heavy. All, all just, for you, Nintendo. So we so love heavy. Super Nintendo so much. Dedicated, I am. I'm still yeah. a Nintendo boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, and my my other pick would be the the Nerf guns. Oh, there were so many fun ones. So yes. many fun ones. Yeah, and I can't. Oh, I, I can't remember. Which I don't remember. I like, you know what? I remember one you, that looked you had like, some. I remember this one that looked like a manta ray. Um. Oh my god! I had that with well, the I friggin. Okay, so it's it's just called we the Nerf, then. It's called the Nerf, uh, the Nerf Max Force Manta Ray Blaster from 1995. Yeah, and it looks like a, a manta ray shape, and it would could fire darts from. Um, either side but you kind of wore it like captain america shield kind of like you'd put your hand through it and it would like it worked as a shield it was it was so freaking awesome yeah, i loved that awesome. thing yes yep. yeah i had yeah i had i had some fun ones yeah there were some yep. really fun nerf guns that's some a great really one yeah, we I, should I do a nerf episode we have never we done totally a nerf should. episode it is nerf yes. for nothing it is nerf for it's nothing nerf for nothing yeah i mean I, I remember like uh the weekends uh <laughs> your poor mom um <laughs> at, at night we would like you know leave all the lights off and we would play like nerf in the dark yeah remember that like like sneaking yeah. around like being all nerf at night shit. yeah we we each had a gun and then we also we had the um because there were the darts the darts became really really popular Yes. We should save this for the Nerf episode, but the yes, darts yes. became popular. They had little, you know, suction cups on them. But there were before that they had the bow and arrow that came out, which probably came out in the '90s as well. And I had that as well, and it had big arrows. So the arrows were much, much longer. I mean, they were like nine or ten inches long. And we had a bunch of those because I had the bow and arrow. And yeah. I remember I had bought a like a refill pack, and the refill pack that I had bought. Uh, the color of the arrows was black and the, the, the flights, the quote unquote feather parts were um, purple. So the normal color was blue, was a yellow arrow and blue flights, but for the, um, so we had, what we did was we set up arrows in like strategic places that we knew about. We all were aware of where the arrows were, but it was just in like the living room because it was like a, the floor plan of my mom's house was like a circle around like the living room dining room kitchen so it was just like this big circle so we were just like (laughs) we'd set up the the arrows and there was one black arrow and it was the black death arrow and you could like if you could get to it 
Like everybody knew that everybody wanted to get to the Black Death Arrow, but if you could get to it and not get killed, um, because I think we did it like three hits and you're dead and it's the honor system. But if, yeah. if you're using the Black Death Arrow, you had to say Black Death when you were throwing it. Yeah. So you gave away your own position and you could just throw it. That's all the arrows were for. They didn't right. fit on any of the guns that we were using. We right. just had Plus to throw that, the that, arrows. Yeah. So it was by chance if you hit the person. Right. Because yeah. it's so easy to miss. But to say you had to say black death. You had to say black death. Yeah. So it's that like, that was like the so, so that was like the the catch or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was like Okay. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you give away your position, but you might like instant kill somebody. So right. it, was, it was really fun. Like, was yeah. it, is it worth the risk? There was like, you know, pitch, <laughs> right. pitch black Nerf Wars. 8-Bit was just a little kid when we did those. So I was just had... caught in the crossfire. Oh. Crossfire. Yeah, we should do a Nerf episode. I, I think that'd be For great. Sure. I just remember your mom yelling. Oh, I'm, well, she we I'm sure deserved to be yelled at. <laughs> it was probably like midnight we were doing this. I, bet. I don't know. <laughs> probably like one o'clock in the morning. She's like, Sound like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I can't do Pee Wee Herman. I remember last year. Hey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah. I I mostly remember the uh the Nerf Max, the the Force Eagle. Okay, I think I think you had that one. I don't, I don't recall ever owning these, but I know I played them a lot at your house. Uh, I'll just look up the Force Eagle. Oh, I love this. Yeah, this was one of my favorites. Totally, I forgot that. I forgot all about this. That was a great yeah. gun. Yep. Yeah, and just for shits and giggles, I looked up the uh, the Manta Ray on mm-hmm. eBay, and mm-hmm. holy fuck, two hundred fifty dollars. Oh wow! Oh, it was man. it was an awesome color too. It was like a teal. Teal, yeah, really cool. Yeah, really cool. Really cool. All right, right. nice. So those were our picks. So now, actual '90s toys that that came out in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Nerf has been around for a long time, right? But those specific ones, these specific (laughs) ones came out in the '90s. Actually, before you get to all that stuff, which you know is going to be awesome, uh, let's play the one voicemail we actually got from Mr. Dynamo Mars, aka Mike Mars, of the Force Insensitive podcast. Let's play that real quick. Retro rock to push. Hey, it's your boy Dynamo. Uh, Thank you for uh, letting me send a voicemail because uh, I am in uh, transit, uh, me and my uh, buddy Brandon are on the way to my job. And, uh, but, uh, so 90s toys, right? So I'm a bit older than you cats. And um, so I graduated in 92, um, hit high school in uh, 88 or 89, uh, however that shakes out. And, um, you know, I, I had my first like home that I was responsible for. Um, not very far into the 90s and you know my band was uh, that was the one time that I wasn't a toy collector because I like uh, let's just say I was experiencing many wonders that a z-list rock star uh, who also um, only social outlet is Dungeons and Dragons and horror movie night at his best friend Tiny's house would normally do but I, uh, I got real sick at the end of the 90s uh, and ended up having to stay with my parents and my brother had a Furby. Um, and I didn't know too much about a Furby. 
And my understanding is my brother would watch certain kinds of movies and that would be something that the Furby would pick up um, unless my brother specifically taught this. But I'm laying there one night alone in my bed and I don't know what triggered it, but all of a sudden, Heather, Heather, yes. Um, after I laughed hysterically for a while, I, um, um, uh, turned off the Furby and, uh, uh, when I turned it on, it never said anything again. So maybe it was possessed. Uh, but, uh, that, that Furby was at some point, uh, hearing some salacious things. Furby, that's how you say it, right? I still want one. Um, I feel like we should have put those in multiple rooms. Like they were the greatest espionage, uh, potential that was lost. But, uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening and, uh, you're a great bunch of guys and, uh, it, um, it is awesome that you're out there doing what you do. Um, I like your energy and I like all you guys very much, uh, as entities and as a show. Um, so, uh, I'll talk to y'all soon and, uh, holla, <laughs> holla back. All right. Thanks Dynamo. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Nintendo. What did the Retroids have to say in our group? So, <clears throat> we have to list <clears throat> our Retroids. Okay. Bobby Knipe Jr. <laughs> says, Mighty Max and Street Sharks. Nice. Very nice. I love Mighty Max. Not the toys, but the show. Um, and I, I love the Street ever, Sharks I've toys. Played, I've never played the Mighty Max toys, though. I don't think. I they were like little sets. Them. They were self. There was like yeah. the Polly Pocket. It was like the boy Polly Pocket. Mm. The Bolly Bocket. <laughs> the Billy Beckett. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Peter Sprocket. Uh, yes. Um, Phil Conti says Computer Warriors. I thought they were great. Still have almost all of them. And he also mentions Polly Pockets. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his sister played them. And Nerf Blastaball. There we go with the Nerf what? again. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Stephanie Thorsten, Tim's love. I know says, that girl. Says, I was a Barbie kid and had a lot of toys that were technically 80s, so I actually had to look up a list of 90s toys. I didn't realize the Velcro catching mitt thing were 90s, though they though thought they were older. But I still love those. I bought like four sets when I was working at a daycare, and they were always a huge hit. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. That's yeah, those fun. are great. Yeah, for sure. Ashes Von Nightmare says, Barbie was everything! In the <laughs> <laughs> Accurate sure she, ca- she capitalized yeah. everything, so I had a, you know. That's the right <laughs> amount of emphasis. <laughs> and I'm not wrong either. I mean, Yes, every everything. It was everything in the nineties, and mm-hmm. uh, and she was everywhere. And she says, "I lived for finding plastic lookalikes of my favorite dolls at the bottom of Happy Meals." And I remember my mum clipping Kool Aid points to send away for my very own Kool Aid Burby. Burby <laughs> was totally awesome in the nineties, but no doll was more totally awesome than totally here. Burby. She encompassed everything that was fabulous about the early 90s. Teasing bangs, crimped hair, large arc- 
acrylic earrings. Malibu. Malibu. Barbie. Yes. Oh my god, Malibu. Barbie. I wanted my ballerina. Sister, my sister Barbie. had that. She totally had that. She had the Malibu Dream House. She yes. had the Malibu Dream House car. I don't know. <laughs> yes, and she had a Ken and Evie room. Oh, uh, you, you gotta you gotta stock up on your Kens. Yeah, yes. You I gotta mean, get your you Kens. Ken. I mean, Ken's cute. I mean, come on. Um, and a neon pink dress that was to die for. <laughs> She even came with her own hair gel, which is crazy. I totally remember that. Uh, Mattel released a 25th anniversary version of the doll a few years ago, but nothing beats the original. Mm. Then again, nothing ever beats the original. Never. Never. Ironic that she is referring to the version that came out when she was a kid as the original. We'll get to that later. Hmm. Yes. Tyler Field says, the original Pokemon cads. (laughs) <laughs> the artwork alone was second to none. I wouldn't know. I never collected them. But uh, they were awesome. Tim, yeah, Tim can vouch. I can, can. and I will. They were awesome. Mm. Cool. Uh, Gilbert Pina says Mor- Mortal Kombat played a huge role in my childhood, so I had almost all of the toys, hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, T- Tim Bird says the Super Soaker Fifty which I totally remember. That thing was awesome. Uh, came out when I was nine and defined summertime play from there on. Hell out. yeah. The super yes. soaker is such is a an, good one. Wasn't that so also yeah. a nerf thing? Was that also a nerf thing? I don't nerf think it was made by nerf. No, no, I don't believe no. so. But they had the, uh, like the 25, the 50 and the hundred. And, uh, yeah. Oh man, it was just, I mostly remember the hundred. Yeah. yeah I had the hundred. It was, it was, uh, it was it was like a new fucking era of of squirt guns. There was like there are no you can't even say squirt gun. It's like right. you got drenched, dude. Super soaker. It's like yeah, a fucking yeah. projectile. Soaked. That's why it's called awesome. super soaker. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, Eric Michaud says, "I just remember remember a lot of Power Rangers and Pokemon. Specific, mm-hmm. Specifics I can recall were things like the Skip It or Bop It games. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bop nice." It. Punch yeah, it. I mean, skip it. I totally it. remember oh, those commercials. Like, oh yep. my god, it feels like yeah. so nineties. Yeah, I I never had Bop It, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, my sister had Skip It. I remember, I remember both. Yeah, I never had either one, but um, I feel like I knew people that had. I definitely, my cousins definitely had Bop It for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I I I, I was going to pick Skip It. As one of my choices, mm-hmm. uh, and I I decided not to. Um, Skip it isn't actually a '90s toy that came out like in the '70s. Oh and, wow, another one, huh? Jeez. Another one, yeah. So uh, the one in the '70s was just a ball, and a ball uh, the with uh, it was a string, and it would like wrap around your leg, like. Our Bop, uh, Skip It had. Um, the only difference with the one that we grew up with, it had a counter. So oh, it would count oh. how many times it would go yeah. around. Yep. Oh, so the original yeah. just didn't count. It's just, just didn't count. Yeah. Okay. You had to yeah. count yourself. You can't, you don't yes. count the original. You don't count the original. <laughs> you can and, count the original, but the original will not count you. The original doesn't mm, count. Mm hmm. 
All right, Patsy says, I didn't have a lot of up-and-coming 90s toys other than some of the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Hey, still still 90s. Counts. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. Taryn Barber, our good pal Taryn, she says, I was in my teens in the in the 90s and just read books, not toys. <laughs> no, no toys. No Thanks toys. for participating, Taryn. Thank no. you. And then, Appreciate it. And then it. she goes, unless you count my first car that I got in 96, but even that was an 85 Thunderbird. <laughs> so, so, so that still wouldn't count. I'm too old for this one. Uh, oh well. <laughs> that's okay that's all right that's you okay. tried uh, uh okay social filth productions and media whoever you are um thank you for posting uh gi joe transformers triple changers oh my god yes and headmasters oh my god yes again uh dino riders and battle beast Fuck yes dude also good so good it's quite a Fucking, yeah quite a collection all, there all of the hearts yeah just just yeah, I mean, Dino Riders, I feel like mm. I feel like that's another episode that we need to do like dinosaur toys because mm. there really are just a lot of different yes. things that we can yes. talk. It's like Dino yeah, Riders absolutely. was just such a big one for me. Yeah, for sure. Justin yep. Cooper, our mm. good pal, yeah. says, I was big on G.I. Joe's in the late 90s, but really the X-Men figure series was big. That and Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. I still have my Batman. And, of course, TMNT. Of course. Mm, of course. Of course, TMNT. TMNT, well, TMNT was, like, the big thing for us. Yes. For us and Justin Cooper, of course, is mm-hmm. the host of the Epic Shells podcast. So. That's right. He's sure he's is. very well-versed in the TMNT. You know, I had the uh, original X-Men line. Um, I had the whole line. It was a pretty small line. It was, like... Uh, I don't know, maybe six X-Men and like three bad guys or something like that. But I still have one of them. I kept my Nightcrawler because uh, he's my fave. So I still have my original Nightcrawler. He has still has his suction cups. He has like one suction cup on his hand and one on his uh, his other knee. And uh, so you could like, you know, make him wall crawl. Pretty cool. Right. Right. I actually think the best figure from that line was Colossus. I really like the Colossus figure. Mm. He could like... um. He, could, he came with this giant, ridiculous, oversized, like, dumbbell. And he could just, like, do curls. He would just, like, do bicep curls. Oh, yeah. He was, like, a little, little yeah. switch on his back. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I thought he was actually, like, kind of the best figure. Yeah. But. And, then, and, then, and then he'll go, and then, like, he'll, like, like literally explode. No, that's only and if then... you, you made him do that <laughs> in your brain. That's not, like standard well, i mean well, i mean he does it in the arcade it's games. in the arcade games. yes he, he does it in the toys too yeah but that's the thing it happened in your brain you assumed you assumed you made an ass out of you made an ass out of you and and, and piotr <laughs> piotr oh piotr oh piotr oh piotr all right sentino mancibo Says Zbots, Snailians, and the Exo Squad toys were fire. I hope not. Jeez, you want them to melt? <laughs> Kids can't uh, play with fire. I know that's so dangerous, Santino. Jeez, what the hell's wrong with you? He's skilled. <laughs> uh, he can handle oh it. I guess. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> he also says Ronin Warriors had a pretty solid figure line, and the Karate Fighters. Nice. So the Karate Fighters, I was going to mention because, but then he posted that. So Karate Fighters were like a take on Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yep. but they could mm. kick and do other stuff. 
So that, it was kind of like right. the, yeah. it was kind of like the next step. Only nobody really, I guess, gave a shit. So it just I kinda, had some. Kind of. I remember me, me and Mike had some, and like you would just like turn a knob to like to like swing them back and forth. Yeah, and that's basically right. their their limbs were just like oh, loose, and so you would right. spin them back and forth, and they would just fucking flail all over the place until they happened oh. to hit the right piece, and then the guy would would launch off of the peg yes. and go. Oh! That's right. I totally remember like sh- that now. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Very, very funny. So like one leg was the anchor that kept them on the base. And the other leg and the two arms were just like ragdoll. And they would just, you just spin it. And so they're like, they're like essentially like wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men, basically. They're just like. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there was one time that I was, uh, I was sleeping over my cousin's house and we had the karate masters. Like I, I think I brought mine over and he had his and they were in the closet and his, his closet used to just be like jam packed with toys. And I remember being awoken like scared shitless because one of these karate master guys like somehow <laughs> some way like popped off of the stand and in the middle of the night just was like like just played whatever fucking sound effect when they die and it scared the shit out oh of my god that wicked is loud it was so goddamn loud and i was like jesus like why 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 did that just happen i, I was very very Why confused. the fuck did this just happen? God damn, <laughs> that was that was scarier than a than a, a Mario Paint sneeze. Yes, yes, yes. Are we uh, are we done with the retroids? No, or? we got we got a few more. Okay, okay. Oh my um, gosh, Ber- let's do Ber- it. Berkier Fenner says Berkier? the bouncing bird toy. Berkier? Oh, I love the balancing bird toy. That was like my favorite novelty shit to get at like a museum or just random like <clears throat> gift shops. I loved those. And that became one of those things that everybody made one. They was, yeah. I remember having like Happy Meal toys that were, they did that like at Burger King. I feel like that was a go-to Burger King thing. Every line of whatever it was, was going to have one balancing guy. Like there's yep. like a Superman yep. and I have a Boba Fett one. And like, <sighs> I don't know. It just became a thing. Yeah, the Boba Fett one. Oh, my God. I remember. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Andrew Wishborn says, X-Men figures, Star Trek, the next generation figures, and Super Soakers. Nice. Yes. Awesome stuff. Yes. Harry Carvalho says, Beast Wars, the Star Wars orange and green card figures, and some comic figures, plus gargoyles. Awesome. Nice. Very nice. Gargoyles. Fuck yes. Yep. Andrew Z- Zaman, if I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Zaman. Uh, Zaman. Okay. Sorry, Andrew W. Zaman. Jeez. Okay, he'll get over it. He'll get over it. I think he's over it now. Because um, I am. So uh, he says, Toy Biz X-Men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that, that's just actually like what I was describing, the original line. Those are all Toy Biz. Oh! They eventually, okay. yes, they eventually yes. became like Mattel or something, but they, I don't, I don't remember who I, okay. But they, the original ones were toy biz okay. for, for a while. Toy they biz. did all the Marvel figures. It was just toy biz anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he said, uh, not the first run only had a, a few, but the second and third batch kind of like the modern Marvel legends mm. that led me to find the McFarlane toys, wet works, grail, 
Battleclad Spawn were my favorites toward the end of the 90s. Nice. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I mean, McFarlane Toys definitely definitely was like the super soaker of action figures like it's just like oh oh like affordable just action figures like we're not talking like a statue or something that has all this extra detail it's like this is just a figure Mm -hmm. but it can look like this like what okay let's do this (laughs) yep insanely cool right all right so those were everyone's great picks uh phil conti i can't i I, computer warriors dude i i just looked them up i have never seen these in my life this is so weird i it's a whole figure line there are these like sort of tron looking guys and then there are like these i don't know maybe they're supposed to be like computer viruses or something they are just messed up weird looking bug-eyed dudes I have never seen any of this. It had like vehicles. It had play sets. Like what freaking yeah. alternate universe did this slip in from? And why <laughs> did you have it all? I don't understand. <laughs> Phil Conti, are you from another dimension? Are you from the he, Spider-Verse, Phil Conti? He might be. Explain yourself. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's from the computer verse that... Oh my God. These are in, these are weird. Very, very funny. I, it's just like, honestly, I love it. I love finding something like this. That's like, uh, I've never even seen this in my life. It's so crazy. Or if like we find a classic NES game that's new to us, it's like, how is this possible that there are still things out there that we've not discovered? It seems impossible, but because we we heard of everything, like we dig, we, we like, we know about this crap. It's like, it's a fourth season of the stupid podcast. Like we, we do this, but nope. Computer warriors had no idea. Computer anyway, warriors has a awesome. transforming Pepsi can play set. That I is see that. insane. I see that. It's Crazy. insane. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So thank you guys so much for those awesome, awesome answers. They're so cute. So uh, you guys can reach us in our incredible Facebook group. And you guys should just totally check us out right now uh, or on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And please, if you like what what we're doing, which, oh my god, I hope you guys do, please leave us a review <laughs> or a rating on our host site with just search Pinecast Retro-Redoctopus. That's all you need to do. Just That's it. Super go easy. there and just do, listen to our Do show. the thing. Just mm-hmm. do it. Subscribe. Love yes. us. Yes. Yes. Please. Not, so, not, we don't want to beg. We don't want to sound too pathetic. We're not needy. Okay, we're a little no, needy. No, not a little, little needy, yeah. We need you. Just, just a little bit. We're a little thirsty. Yes. So now, back to the meat and potatoes of the show. We're going to say our second picks. Yes. For 90s toys that didn't actually come out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll go first. Uh, so my second pick of the night is Stretch Armstrong. Yes. For obvious reasons. Does he have balls? No, he doesn't have balls. Oh, he elongates, right, right. Oh, it's the other way. He's just a blonde hunk. (laughs) He is. He's all American. Yes, he is. He's a blonde hunk. 
So he originally came out in 1976 by Kenner, and, uh, and then it went on to uh, uh, Hasbro, uh, Fisher. Uh, it, it, the first run was 1976 to 1997, which is crazy. That's that's a long time. Yes. And then then they stopped, and then they started back up again. They uh, they re-released it in 2016 and and they're still making that line but i know he changed changed over the years i know it's not like yes. the 70s one looked the same until yeah. the, the 90s because yeah. in the old days like he he almost looked like like a ken doll or something yes but yeah. i remember the one from i guess must have been the 90s he was more like like goofy superhero like he looked like he was from stunt dogs or something like he had a big goofy cartoon smile um and yeah but the original guy looked nothing like that what a weird toy this is it's a weird toy, really though um i never owned one because i (laughs) i don't know it's just kind of dumb i think it's a dumb toy yeah, I didn't, I, had, I, I didn't. I had to pick it because it's funny. It Stretch is Armstrong. It is. His right. whole gimmick is that he stretches. Yeah, and got... he's made out of plastic, rubber, and gel. Hmm. And, and he's uh, like basically naked. He's just wearing like he's, these. Yeah. Like, he's basically Wait, naked. Is, yeah. So that's like the. He's wearing other a banana hammock. Why. That's pretty that's, much it. Yeah. So that's the other reason why I picked it. Yes, of course, of course. He's almost naked. He's almost because naked. you hate. Bananas. So the one in the '90s, it looks like he was wearing more clothes. It looks like he was wearing uh, kind of short shorts and a tank top. But the yes, original yeah. dude is like literally just hammock. He's like half up. naked. He's like yeah. half naked. He's he's yeah more than half naked. He's more like really most very like, very fleshy. Yeah. Um. Right. Very weird. He's like he's um, like a wrestler. Yeah. Without the boots. Right. The boots. Flesh Armstrong. I guess there were. There was there was a series of um, Stretch Armstrong monsters that they did too, and there was the same concept, but they were just like alien looking monster guys. But it's just a bizarre it's a bizarre toy. I guess it's a classic now. I, I suppose just because it's been around for so long. You know, this yeah. it's funny. This was the one that keyed that I keyed in on with that web page that you sent over, and I was I just had learned at some point that this was from the seventies. And I remember being completely shocked when I learned that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stretch Armstrong has been around for like, you know, 40 years. Like, what? Right. This is like Why? such a dumb toy. But like, I, I remembered that and I saw it on that list and I'm like, wait a minute. No way. I know Stretch Armstrong did not come out in the 90s. I know that. I remember reading all about this. But you got a commercial though, right? Yes. So let's totally play that commercial right meow. Stop! Stop, evildoers! Introducing Super Stretching Superhero Stretch Armstrong! Yes, Stretch Armstrong! Now stretching fun farther than ever before! He bends, he stretches, even ties and knots, but always returns to his original shape! How's he do that? He's been doing that since he was a kid! Stretch Armstrong from Cap Toys! Who else? Stop, evildoers! Stop! Stop, evildoers! Stop it! 
Stop, or my Stop man it. will stretch. So I can stretch my arms and grab your crotch. <laughs> Stop, or my crotch will stretch. Mm. <laughs> if only. Mm. <laughs> oh, we can do it. You can do it. You can do anything totally with stretch. What totally a weird anything. toy. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Apparently, there's a uh, there's even a Funko Pop that pays tribute to him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So bizarre. Uh, funny. Funny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were there was a film. Well, there's going to be a film about Stretch Armstrong that got canceled in 1994. Really? Which is nuts. And then there was going to be a tel- television show. And uh, there was comics and there was a video game called Stretch what? Armstrong. The I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea because that's how much I just <laughs> did not give a shit. It's like, okay, so... Stretch Armstrong had four film attempts. What? God. Four. four. There's no story. He's just a guy. He's just, just a naked just, man. That's why they probably couldn't get a script. He can, he can stretch his dick. Oh, he doesn't even have a God. dick. The the pants are part of him. Yeah, the 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 hammock is all he has down the there. The hammock he, is his dick. No, the yeah. hammock. <laughs> No, the hammock is in place of his dick. It's, it's like a Ken doll. He, he just one. has his stretchy patch. Yes. But, 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 he can, but he can stretch the patch to make it look like a dick. Stop talking about Stretch Armstrong's area. Got nice ass. That's why they couldn't make a movie, because they couldn't decide about the area. Yeah, They, they, couldn't, deci- they couldn't decide the sex. Or who's going to play the area? Yeah, so I mean, is it going to be Bruce seems... Willis? Is Bruce Willis going to play Stretch Armstrong's area? The the, the real thing is that nobody no, cared enough about Stretch no, Armstrong. It, it, it's going to be Kevin Sorbo because he's desperate for work. <laughs> oh, Kevin Sorbet. 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 <laughs> yeah, we, I don't we. think anybody cared about Stretch Armstrong either. What a what a weird weird thing. But, but right. I had no idea. Uh, people obviously cared if it, if it's been. I guess. For 40 yeah. Years. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, they yeah, must. It's, it must. People sell. are buying it. I guess. Yeah. But I like, honestly but, never knew anyone who had one. No, me neither. There's no rich lore. <laughs> That's why it ultimately couldn't <laughs> make a, a movie. Such a weird one. Yeah. Oh my so weird yeah, yeah and th- there are just like a million other just like knockoffs Variants, they, they yeah. made like yeah. you know you know well i mean the stretch armstrong monsters were a stretch armstrong brand proper thing but yep. you could buy almost anything stretchy i mean scooby-doo batman like whatever like you know yeah the mask yeah. Yeah. yeah probably not mask no the mask oh the mask very... they should have been no he, there thought... is one. Oh, okay i thought you meant like mask crusaders no not my mom that Working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime, fighting crime. Yes, but not those guys. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was Stretch Armstrong. Nice. Why? Good one. Why? Why? I mean, it's a good one because it is a classic, and I do think it's really interesting that it came out twenty years before I thought it did. You know, originally. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's older than we are. Yeah. It really is. It wee wee is. All right. Wee wee is. It's wee 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 good. Q. All right. Parasite Steve, what you got? Okay. So for my second pick, I have a toy that, um, you know, it's really it's more of an '80s toy. This is the one where I'm I'm kind of breaking the rules, but um, it is a lot older than I realized it was. But I 
absolutely did not think that it was older. I uh, always, my whole life, I equated this with my childhood. So this is a perfect one to pick. And it was one I feel like a lot of people had. Okay, this isn't the computer warriors that only Phil Conti had because the fucking wormhole <laughs> they, was like they made it his, just for him. They were in like there was a wormhole in his Toys R Us and or in his Caldor, and somehow they ended up on the shelf, and he knew what it was. Dude, Pepsi um, back to the computer warriors. Maybe we're in the weird timeline. No, I don't it's, know. It's Pepsi from a different universe. Uh, <laughs> it's Crystal Pepsi. Where it was only Crystal Pepsi. There was so, never like cola colored pepsi <laughs> there never has been so uh my my second pick is the etch-a-sketch Etch -a -Sketch. oh yeah yes. yeah 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 okay yes. so before i get into the whole thing let's just play the commercial play it now if you think this is magic watch this the Etch-a-Sketch magic screen. Turn the dials and like magic lines appear out of nowhere. But the magic isn't just in how you draw, it's also in how you erase. The one and only original Etch-a-Sketch from Ohio Art. Magic in a box. Okay, there's the Etch-a-Sketch. So, everybody remembers this thing. Uh, it's, it's a toy that for some reason parents thought the kid wanted and nobody actually liked to play with because it sucks. Right. That's pretty much it. Right. Like it's yep. impossible to draw with this thing, but right. you try and then everybody, I think, would end up just eventually just devolve into making cityscapes. You're like, well, I can do these amazing uh, cityscapes. <laughs> right. Right. Buildings because, are my bitch. Right. Because basically you can only move up and down or left and right easily. If you're making a diagonal line or a curve or anything, it's it's incredibly unpredictable and hard to master. Um, but of course, people have. Um, there are amazing, amazing uh artists with the Etch a Sketch. And it's kind of like uh Joe and I were just we just did that uh Mario Paint episode of the Crow's Nest. And yeah. uh, it's kind of like that. It's like, it's a challenge. It's weird. You're, you're working with such confines that there are certain people that just thrive in that kind of thing. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so the Etch-A-Sketch, which I 100% thought came out in the 80s, um, was actually introduced in 1960. Um, back then, mm -hmm. units sold for only $2.99. Uh, the equivalent of about 26 bucks in 2020. And since it was introduced in 1960, it has never gone out of print. Wow. Out, wow. out of production, I should say. It's been 62 fucking years. That's incredible. Wow. And this is, so the Etch-a-Sketch, it's a mechanical drawing toy. If, if I, for those of you who don't realize, it's, it was invented by this guy, this uh, French dude. I'm probably going to mispronounce his last name. His name's Andre Casagnes, Casagne, Casagne, Andre Casagne. Uh, I believe something. You. And uh, it was sub subsequently manufactured by the Ohio Art Company, which is what I do remember that name, Ohio Art. It would always, at the end of the commercial, like buy Ohio Art. Um, but uh, so I don't know if, if anybody knows how the hell these things work, right? Does, does anybody have any idea like how the fuck it works? Because, you know, you draw the lines uh, and it would get darker and then it, you'd shake it and it would some, it felt like there was sand in there and then it would erase. Yeah. 
it's like what the hell is this is it like 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 magnets or something so this is how this is the the lowdown the inside surface of the glass screen is coated with aluminum powder so what you're hearing that you think is sand is actually aluminum powder which is then scraped off of this of the inside of the surface when you turn the knobs by a movable stylus there is there are two sets of pulleys and one little stylus that is always connected to both axes so you have a bar that goes up and down and a bar that goes left to right they're connected to pulleys on the sides and on the top and bottom and then where they meet is the stylus so you control the pulleys which make it go down or up or whatever but it's all connected are you picturing mm-hmm. what i'm kind of picking up what i'm putting yes. down yeah yeah yep. so uh this, uh so blah 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 blah. turning both knobs simultaneously makes the makes your diagonal lines which is really hard as i said and then to erase the picture the user has to turn the toy upside down and shake it what happens is the uh there are polystyrene beads that are also in there and they smooth out the aluminum powder and recoat the inside surface of the screen and the black line that you're drawing with quote unquote um isn't really a line at all it's just what's being scraped off of the inside of the screen so the right. black quote-unquote line uh is just exposing the darkness that's inside the toy so there is so you're you're thinking like you're drawing you're adding it's an additive thing you're drawing like you would draw with a pencil so you're adding graphite to the paper in this case you're like subtracting and you're seeing the gap but it's like so hard to wrap your brain around that that's what's happening it's yeah very it's it's very interesting and unique and ingenious really that somebody came up with this so yeah 62 years it has been in production wow very interesting um and i mean at this point you know you can buy like small ones like you know i remember even when uh you know dr maddie was little uh like we had gotten her like a little baby tiny etch-a-sketch is like a a christmas stocking stuffer you know like they 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 just are essentially the same exact thing though like there's not really anything you can do to change it it wouldn't be an etch-a-sketch um so anyway so there was that i also just want to mention there are other versions of the etch-a-sketch that did come out over the years um some of these we had talked about in a really old episode but i will uh certainly happily mention them now did they have the etch-a-sketch sword and shield they did not have the (laughs) etch-a-sketch sword and shield uh they had the first one was the etch-a-sketch animator which came out in 1986 oh yeah um i had this it was just simply called the animator in canada and europe but we got it as the etch-a-sketch animator uh it featured a 40 by 30 dot matrix display and used two knobs for drawing um just like a regular etch-a-sketch but it was it was you know as an lcd type display so it um i don't know it was like a it was like a mini little computer it made you feel like you had a computer you could do some stuff there was uh you know there was like pixel drawing um and there was some some i think there were some games maybe but yeah um, it came you with could, golf you mm. could animate well so the that this isn't the one that came with golf there oh. is so that's next but the um there were some animations you could do like just very basic um but the screen kind of looked like a calculator like it was very rudimentary mm. um yeah. but anyway so it had two whole kilobytes of memory capable of storing 12 wow. frames of 
pictures in any combination up to 96 times. That's huge. a speaker, which made static-like sounds, which were only slightly not as good as the Genesis talking. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty fun. It came out, it was, uh, it was 90 bucks um, when it came out, which is the equivalent of 210 bucks in 2020. Um, after that, the Etch-A-Sketch Animator 2000 came out, not in the year 2000, but in the year 1987. And this was just sort of an upgrade. It had a better screen, had more you could do. It had the golf game. It had more games. Um, and I loved the ever-living shit out of the Etch-A-Sketch Animator 2000. I liked the animator, but oh my God, the Etch-A-Sketch Animator 2000 was super fun. And it absolutely led me into wanting like Mario Paint. I was like, Mario Paint, yes, I am primed for this. All I had had really before was like, you know, turning... Uh, a post-it notepad into a flip book or the Etch-A-Sketch animator stuff. So this was really fun. There was also something in 93 called the Etch-A-Sketch Color that I don't know too much about. And there was uh, the Etch-A-Sketch ETO Plug and Play, which debuted in 2005. And that was more like, uh, it was more like a little game system or something. Uh, I couldn't find too much about this either. But um, anyway, pretty cool. So that's the Etch-A-Sketch. Sweet. All right. Uh, so the uh, the second choice uh, of mine uh, is a little bit of a long one, but I'm going to go through it uh, mm. at a at a reasonable speed. Uh, so this toy at to a, many of us at a medium pace. At a medium pace, <laughs> yes. Right in between yes. slow and not slow. Uh, <laughs> so the toy is called Pogs. <laughs> Oh, so big in the 90s. So fucking big in the 90s, right? For like three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And and, I mean, every fucking thing imaginable got in on the Pogs craze. Like, it was just... It was a craze, is truly what it was. Um, Yeah, so it it was sold throughout the 90s, uh, featured tons of characters and artworks from every license imaginable. Um, You know, for those of you not familiar, it's basically a game. You have these little circular lightweight discs, which you would stack up on top of each other. And then you would have these heavy duty slammers and you would just slam that freaking thing down on it. And, uh, and basically the pogs would go all over the goddamn place. And uh, the, you know, the disc that landed face up, would be collected and whatever ones were face down you would restack and you know play would kind of pass around in a circle and whoever ended up with uh the the most discs when all of them were collected at the end one and yada yada that's that's kind of the point of the game uh most people just got way into it for the collecting aspect of it which you know is like i don't know frankly how i got started with most mm-hmm. card games i'm like i i didn't really play pokemon the card game i just bought the cards because they were cool and a lot of like pogs you know they were very collectible and fun and some mm-hmm. of them smelt like bubblegum and some of them <laughs> did not and um yeah i mean it's just fun so this uh, there's some history here. This game has a, a ton of history, which is very interesting. So uh, the name Pog originates from a brand of juice which is made from passion fruit, 
orange, and guava. And the use of the juices caps to play the game predates the widespread commercialization of the game known as Pogs by quite a bit. Um, the basis of the game Pogs is an old game from the 1920s called Milk Caps, which possibly originated in Hawaii um, as recorded as being played as early as 1927. Um, after some new packaging made cardboard milk caps obsolete in the 1950s, uh, manufacturers such as Haleakala Dairy and Orchards Hawaii would send out these new plastic caps uh, and they would distribute them as promotional items, like almost like a business card. Hmm. They would just send out these caps as a way to kind of advertise their stuff. Uh, but, you know, everyone started to collect these caps. And... Um, when uh, when these caps were being used to successfully promote their products um, in in 1971, uh, their they uh, Haleakala Dairy introduced a fruit drink, which is not dairy, so I'm confused a little bit, but it's okay. It's history. It's weird. Uh, the fruit drink was called Pog. It was called Pog, and that's because of those three fruits that I mentioned. Um, and so. That, you know, they did this promotion, other companies followed suit, and before you knew it, there was a, a bunch of, of milk caps, juice caps, whatever, that were in circulation. Uh, and um, in 1991, Haleakala expanded to the more popula populated island of Hawaii, which is Oahu, um, and it kind of led to a revival of the game. Um, and the revival of the game, you know, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember playing milk caps, you know, whatever people used to do. And, and now they're like, oh, my God, we have all these caps being sent around. Uh, you know, everyone just kind of started to remember the this this old, you know, childhood game, you know, just like pick up sticks or jacks or something. Right, right. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and so the revival being associated with the drink pog kind of made that name start to catch on and it was just sort of generically used like locally to refer to the game people stopped calling it mill caps and they're like oh let's just play pog and oh. uh and uh there's an interesting uh factoid in the 90s uh the revival of pogs is credited to someone named blossom galbiso who is a teacher and a guidance counselor who taught at Waia Lua Elementary School in Oahu. In 1991, Galbiso introduced the game that uh, they had played as a little kid to a new generation of students and started to incorporate the milk caps into their fifth grade curriculum as a way of teaching math and nonviolent alternative to other popular school games such as dodgeball. Uh, and this like kind of just caught like wildfire. Kids started to talk about it. They started to want to play it at, at recess in school, whatever. Um, and it spread from Oahu's North Shore. Uh, by early 1992, Stanpack Incorporated, which is a small Canadian packaging company that was making a lot of these milk caps uh, distributed by the juice manufacturers, um, they were making millions of milk caps every week just to send out, like just as their own thing, their own product. Um, and the game eventually would sprain, uh, spread over to the mainland of the United States, surfacing up in California and Texas, Oregon, Washington, before spreading to the rest of the country. And by 1993, the previously obscure game of milk caps, which had almost been forgotten uh, by time, was now suddenly this new cool thing pogs huh. and uh yes. and it was it was just this like uh. kind of resurgence of this old school game from the 20s uh but there's there's another interesting uh aspect to this story um so 
pog pogs as we know them you know seem most similar to milk caps but milk caps the game actually is believed to have gotten its inspiration even further back than the 20s uh alternative origins have been suggested that the game originates from japan with a card game called menko which was played as early as the 17th century oh, um, wow. which plays very similar to milk caps menko which is also known as betan or pachin is a japanese card game played by two or more people um, it's also the name of the cards used to play the game and each player uses the menko cards made from really like thick paper or cardboard um, and on one or both sides of the card, they would be, you know, images, drawings, whatever. Uh, a player places their card face down on a hardwood or concrete floor, and the other player has to throw their card at the card on the ground and try to flip the card over, either with a gust of wind or by striking the card just right on the corner. And uh, and that was the whole that was the whole name of the game. If the opponent was able to successfully flip the card with their throw, they would take both cards. Um, and the player who takes all of the you know whoever takes all of each other's cards ends up winning. Uh, interesting tidbit. I didn't even know I was being introduced to this, but uh, the popular show that just kind of went through everyone's uh, Netflix feed, uh, Squid Game. Uh, there is a reference to Manko, which I never, which I didn't know. They didn't call it by name, to my knowledge. Uh, but actually, a way that a lot of the characters get roped into the whole plot of the show is there's this guy who's going around targeting people that seem susceptible, like have gambling problems or whatever, and he challenges them to play Manko. And he basically has them play against him until they win and once they finally win he extends them an invitation to you know come along to this this secluded island of you know potential huge amount of money game but the game that he plays to get to to you know test all these different people's interest is banco um, which is which is crazy. I mean, the show is Korean. Obviously, there must be similar games in both cultures. Um, but I had never seen this game before. I I thought it was made up for the show. Clearly not the case. So really cool. Um, it has been popular in Japan since the Edo period. Uh, and they uh, before they were even cards, uh, they were originally known as Menuchi, and they were made out of clay. They were little clay figurines, little circular figures um, that were put into mold and then baked. And they had all different kinds of designs and faces and shit on them. So Pogs, the oh, 90s as fuck thing, like so 90s, has such a complicated history. When I was yeah. looking into it, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. This is actually a super interesting story of just like kind of word of mouth and, yeah. you know, schoolhouse, schoolyard games that evolved and became something bigger. Uh, and the name Pogs just stuck. But all along, it was it was based on that juice, the juice from Hawaii that, you know, started distributing milk caps or juice caps or whatever as a way to uh, to advertise. So pretty unreal. freaking interesting, unreal. pretty, pretty yeah. unreal. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I remember Pogs just because, I mean, 
Parasite, you had so many in like, you know, these different sleeves and these like you had the pog tubes and stuff. And I would just look at them because they were super <clears> cool. <throat> they had X-Men yeah. and all kinds of kick ass stuff on them. So I was we like, used to yeah. make our own too. There was a there was a, a thing that you could buy where you can make your own pog. Yeah, and, and it was called the yeah. milk the milk cap maker. So they clearly weren't there you, you know the, the company pog, whoever owned the copyright for the, the name pog. Yep. Or pogs. Uh, was not the company who made the milk cap maker, so they're like, "Oh, well, we can't call it a pog maker. We gotta, we gotta go back to one of the older names for it." So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I love these. The slammers were where where it was at. Oh, they were so cool. Yeah, yeah, I had gargoyles ones too. My favorite, my favorite slammer I ever had was um, a, I had Bronx from the gargoyles, and it was really cool. Mm. Oh, and yeah. they were like, it was like I don't know, not holographic, but it was like prismatic or something yep like the colors of it were you know iridescent somehow yeah yeah. really cool looking um but i had i had bronx and uh he was a slammer he was just absolutely my favorite i remember i kept him for years even after i got rid of all my pogs i kept that bronx slammer but i don't know where it is now (laughs) i I kept it a lot longer than everything else but (laughs) (laughs) i had somewhere i had spawn ones i i mean they were such a fad I mean, I said three years. It was probably like less than a year, honestly, that they were this big. But um, they were so big. They were such a fad that like kiosks at the mall opened that sold nothing but (laughs) But pogs. Isn't that just crazy? Oh, my God. That's crazy. You know what it's like? It's like the fidget spinner thing. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Like, totally. how were their kiosks at the mall for fidget spinners? I know. That lasted a year. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. That was thanks, fun. Can, was I just, fun. can I just drop some, uh, some honorable mentions oh, yes. real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, do, do that right now. Okay, so these are, these are going to be quick. I'm just going to mention the thing and the year. Uh, so everybody remembers Simon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm, Take mm-hmm. the Simon Challenge, Simon. You know, game where you're like, it's got the four color buttons and you just got to repeat the pattern. That actually came out in 1978. So it's not like crazy old or anything like that. I personally felt like that was a mid mid uh, 80s toy, but uh, right. 1978. Uh, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels just mm-hmm. as a company, as a line, a toy line. The first Hot Wheels car, toy car, came out in 1968. Wow. wow. Lego. Not from 2022. Lego is from two. Uh, no, not from two. 2004. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, lost my place. Lego is from 1962. Damn. I'm going a little bit old. I'm going older as I go. Um, Barbie. Um, both Stephanie and Ashes mentioned Barbie as a 90s toy that came out in the 90s. Um, but Barbie is pretty old. Barbie actually came out originally in 1959. Mm-hmm. Damn. Totally random one that I looked up. Um, not necessarily as much of a like the brand recognition isn't the same as the ones I just mentioned, but you guys remember like the concept anyway of like moon shoes where basically you're just strapping like mini trampolines to your feet. Oh yeah. 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 Essentially. I feel like they also come out like every, every decade or so. Um, they're, they're from the fifties. I couldn't find a, an exact date of uh, original release, but they are from the fifties. 
Um, Silly Putty. Oh, yes. Silly Putty. I mean, has the world ever been without Silly Putty? It's like it's been around forever. It actually came out in 1950. Wow. Wow. Pretty cool. Uh, I got two more that are older than 1950. Rocket. The very first Tonka truck was put out in 1947. Damn. And the last one for me, honorable mention, classic toy, like to the nth degree, the Slinky. Mm -hmm. Originally, Slinkies were only metal. Uh, I had many slinkies. I liked slinkies a lot. I don't know why, yes. but I don't know. I, it's sort of like that fidget spinnery thing. Like it was just like you pick it up and you just kind of mess around with it. You just kind of, you know, go from hand to hand. And then you're like, yeah, I would, I would play with them on the stairs and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like weird to me that I liked them as much as I did, but I did like them. And then yeah. like, I would see a new color and I'd be like, oh, I want that one or whatever. I don't know. It's just bizarre, but those are all plastic. Right. The original ones were just metal wire, basically. And the original Slinky actually came out in 1945. So, yeah, so some of these toys are definitely older than you realize that they are. Yeah, Uh, that's that's it for me. That's all our picks and stuff. And uh, meat and potatoes done. Digested. Hope, Hope you guys learned something. Nom 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 nom. Yeah. Nom nom nom. Learned a thing or two. I know I did along the way. Damn right. I know I did. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was so cool. All right. Now it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. The little critters of nature. Nature is sugar, nature is spice, nature is filled with maggots and lice. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Smell a fresh dropping and cover your tracks. It's time for uncomfortable nature facts. Greetings, all you wild, crazy, uncomfortable fact-loving nature heads out there. It's me, Abed Alchemy, with another edition of Uncomfortable Nature Facts. Oh my it's god, I thought a, I'd never see the day. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a hot minute, but here we are with some more <laughs> nature facts to make you queasy. Uh, <laughs> I thought it would be fun in the spirit of the 90s being the actual 90s, because so much of this 90s episode was not the 90s, turns out. Uh, it was imposter 90s. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about uh, an aminal that I feel like really encapsulates a lot of years in the 90s and beyond. Uh, crocodiles. Yeah, that's right. In the spirit of the Crocodile Hunter show, which first aired in October of 1996, I wanted to offer you all some uncomfortable nature facts about the crocodile. So here we go. I have a selection. Get ready. Some are gross. Some are just interesting, but okay. check it out. Crocs go through more than 4,000 teeth in a lifetime. Every time a tooth falls out, there is another tooth waiting underneath to replace it. Dentists be damned. If we had this, holy shit. Imagine just forever teeth. (laughs) 
like crazy. never never running out their teeth fall out all the time four thousand of them think about how many Insane. goddamn crocodile teeth are out there in the world right now yeah fucking crazy uh crocodiles they are known to swallow stones to help with digestion much like birds do these stones are called gastoliths and these stones are used in the gut to scratch and grind food into smaller bits especially useful for when they swallow their prey whole Wow, <laughs> gastroliths. Gastroliths is a cool fucking name. I thought it was um, gastrolith. Isn't there an R there? Uh, I, I, I wrote it. I could have wrote it wrong. You did. Yeah, I could have been wrong. Yeah, because gas. I am. You know, because gastro or stomach. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so so all I'm saying all I'm is saying I've fine. seen I've seen both. I I I I see both, but yeah, gastrolith. We're we're gonna go with. We're going to go with whatever you like. Gastrolith is probably <laughs> right, though. On to the facts. Yep. Uh, here's, a, here's something I just thought was interesting, but also a little uncomfortable. Crocodiles cry when they eat. It turns out that the hissing and huffing sounds that crocodiles have to make when they're trying to horf down an entire fucking whatever uh, causes their eyes to water. Which is actually where the term crocodile tears comes from. Oh. Because they're not crying. They're not actually sad, but they're leaking. <laughs> did, did their heart grow two sizes that day? <laughs> two sizes that day? I don't think so either. But yeah, yeah. So crocodiles cry when they uh, eat. Interesting. I, I never knew oh, that. that that's Pretty weird. interesting. So yeah, it's, it's just all it, the. Is it like painful when they swallow something whole? It's. It's just sort of like the the strain of whatever muscles they need to swallow also just triggers their their like tear ducts or their eyes to water or whatever. It's not actually tear ducts, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, but their yeah, that sweat. that yeah, they have sweaty eyes. eyes. That's what it is. <laughs> you got fat hair, but when you're ready to talk, I'm here. <laughs> uh, that was a really good reference. <laughs> Is anybody else going to know what movie that's from? It doesn't matter. Just keep going. And we will all burn and die. Ah, oh, Sid. Um, so crocs will uh, are known to cannibalize smaller crocs when necessary. Um, they will eat their young like many animals do, but mm-hmm. it's still uncomfortable. Doesn't make it okay. Uh, just, just saying. Um, and also, finally, the last one, the, the final bit is that crocodiles have the most acidic stomach of all vertebrates. They are, their stomach acid is able to dissolve bones, hooves, horns, and shells. <laughs> hooves. Hooves. <laughs> Not hoofs. <laughs> hoofs are soft. Hooves are hard. Hooves. Wow. It would behoove you to have a stomach like a croc <laughs> if you're planning on it's eating a, a hoof. Uh, yeah, fucking acidic as shit. Wow. So, like, you know, hope they weren't skipping their lunches for saving enough money <laughs> to get a oh Super Nintendo. God. I know they don't even have the opposable thumbs necessary to play the. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what are they gonna for, do with a Super I, Nintendo? I, I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. Nice. So that that has been an uncomfortable nature nice. fact sesh. That's Love good. it. That's a good one. And if you want a '90s toy tie-in, I got one crocodile mile 
was a water slide and I had it and you would, it was like a slip and slide, but at the end they had this dumb crocodile picture with his mouth wide open and you were supposed <laughs> to pretend like you were going to like end up being eaten. Um, and they were just kind of like vertical strips of plastic and you'd just go through it and past it was a little pool where you'd fill up, fill it up with water. The problem was the strips would always stick to each other and not actually make a crocodile and the pool all of the water would be splashed out every time. So anyway, right. it, it kind of just works better in the commercial. But uh, anyway, Crocodile Mouth came out in 1990. Oh, man. So, so was it Crocodile Tears? It, it, you got Crocodile Tears. It was full of Croc Tears. tears. Croc yeah, tears. that's awesome. I totally remember that thing. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Have some, uh, have some uncomfortable thoughts about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have nightmares now. Yeah. I mean, Good. Anytime, I love anytime that. You, anytime you eat your own kids. It's, oh it's oh, not yeah. like they eat the young, eat the young. Without question. Without question. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Tian, that was cool. Sure thing, um, sure thing. So, does anyone have any any tasty prunes? I, I'm good. I think, I, I think I'm good for this week. Uh, sure, yeah. I, uh, I'll promote... Um, my normal shit of I am a alchemy. I do chiptune music. I love to write uh, commission themes for podcasts or shows or whatever. Uh, happy to work with anybody who's interested. I have an album that I just released on Bandcamp that is a 10-year long, uh, slowly uh, put together album of Mega Man style music, um, all original. And uh, I am also working on a new album um, I have one song in the can and I have 11 more to go and uh, yeah follow me on YouTube SoundCloud or Bandcamp just look for 8-Bit Alchemy and you'll find me and uh, yeah I'd, I'd really appreciate it and uh, you know keep it locked listen uh, listen nice. to some some 8-Bit shit nice I awesome. love 8-Bit shit yeah it's my favorite love it love it okay so I have a YouTube channel called Nintendo 25, and lately I've been uh, doing comparison videos, uh, which is something that I've always wanted to do, even though it's not a uh, an original idea. I know people, a lot of people do it, um, but I wanted to do it with myself, because why not? Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, and I've done two long plays. One for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Nintendo. Which was a which no was, death. Uh, no, not that one. Not which that one was one. no death? No death one was the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, hell the, yeah. For the Super Nintendo. Because you're also no, a no, pro yeah. gamer. Yes. Which is funny because that was completely by accident. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't even mean to be this good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't played the game in years. I, play, I played it once all the way through just to you know get get the feel for the game again mm -hmm. and then and i died a few times in that run and then when i record it for real i just happened to go through it without dying it's weird i'm just your, accidentally awesome. who was your favorite favorite ranger to be in that game um let's see um oh i you know i really like jason for sure a lot Jason's really good. Um, Zach, I feel was fun. 
not not his um power ranger form but his you know the, the, the first half of the stage where you play yes yeah people yep um i always thought that he was fun i loved his his uh his combo he would do um oh yes a couple, a couple punches and then, and then he'll like stand on his hands and do like a split kick right because he did his whole thing was like dancing karate dance karate yeah 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 which was really really fun pretty pretty um, cool honestly i liked the only one i didn't like to play as was billy mm, yeah because he was really slow and his attacks were kind of awkward oh oh my god as a human he's like oh don't as hurt me and he doesn't have like the cool staff he should be like a donatello type character but he just is kind of like attacking with one half of the stat. It's so lame. He's the worst. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Yeah, but the the weird thing is when he, um, does the 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 finale for the the combo. Uh huh. He he does. Oh, he has it. it. He, okay. Yeah. He has it. It should. He so should. It's, it's he like, should just feel like Donatello. He should feel. Yeah. He it's, it should, he should be awesome, but he's not. The the it's only thing not. I the one of the things I don't like about that game is well, first of all, they're just palette swaps. Of the, yep. the ranger graphics. Of the yeah. rangers. But the humans they, they got the they have their own unique human graphics like all the way through. All the way through. So yeah. crazy. Crazy. And uh when they're in ranger ranger form, ranger. their attacks are the same. Except yeah. for Billy. Yeah. Billy's was different. It's kind of weird, you know. You play as Kimberly, and she's using her bow, yeah, her bow and arrow as a melee weapon. Right, but you can press you if you hold you, up and attack. If, yeah, if you hold up and attack, she'll shoot the bow and arrow. Which was kind of like sort of makes me want to say she's the best character because she's the only one that can shoot. Shoot, yeah. But as a human, I actually kind of like Trini the best. I thought she looked really she, great. She looked awesome, yeah. As a human. As the ranger, yeah. she sucked because she just has the stupid knives. The size, the size, yeah. Short range. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's a fun game. Yeah. Loved it. Fun Loved Super it. Nintendo beat-em-up. It's only on the Super yeah. Nintendo. Yep. Again, it should be two-player, just like we were saying about Final Fight in our last episode. We were talking about that. Yeah, which um, they... Um, but... uh, they did kind of remedy that for the uh, the movie version. Yes, they did. They but did. it was weird how they did it. I like I like this game better than the movie version, but I like, do too. I right, do but too. the movie version is cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There, there's and the something game for that too was really good too. There's something like just very Super Nintendo about the Super Nintendo Mighty Morphin Power Ranger game. It's it's like just I feel the same way about that that I do about like the like x-men mutant apocalypse like that is so super oh, nintendo yeah. it's yeah. only on the super nintendo yep. the graphics are just so super nintendo the music is so super nintendo like everything about it is just like it's quintessential for me yeah. um so i get that with that power ranger game as well right but it's a fun game yeah, yeah for sure was it, was it bandai must have been bandai right? yes yeah it was bandai yep. yeah bandai saban but yeah, so check out Joe's YouTube channel is yeah. the moral. Yes. Nin- yes. Nintendo 25. 25, mm-hmm. you gotta do it. Subscribe do to it. my channel and make me feel special already. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, jeez. 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 Play Crossfire with him. Fuck, yes. I want to play with your balls. Oh, boy. I, I mean, my balls. I want to play with my balls. Yeah, you, you shoot your balls into I wanna their shoot my, pocket. I want to shoot my balls into your hands. 
No, in their pocket, Joe. Oh, you gotta, their pockets. You, sh- okay. you take your freaking right. balls and shoot them in their pocket. Save it for Save a it rainy for... day. <laughs> <laughs> take some freaking balls and shoot them at your friend's face. <laughs> Never let them go away. <laughs> yeah, Such a nice Alrighty, song. Then. You're welcome. That was super catchy. <laughs> All right, that wraps up the episode. Yes, finally. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that make growing up awesome. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button. Just hit it. Just, Why not? Just one, one click. What do you got to lose? What do you got to like lose? Hardly, hardly any effort whatsoever. Just click it. There's hardly no effort. Hardly. There's barely no effort. No effort at all. And like us on Facebook and Twitter because Why not? our Facebook page is happening. Mm. He's yes. very impressed. Yes. God damn it. God, that feels good. <laughs> yes. Fuck. <laughs> as well as being part of the Inebriard Podcast Network. Retro-Redoctopus is still a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad, and Black and White Fright. Yes. Yes, guy. I have been your host, Nintendo. You can have a good day.